0: Welcome to episode number 109 of Take Him With You for March 6th, 2011. I'm Rick Moyer.
1: And I'm Amy Moyer. Thanks for joining us.
0: This week on the podcast, we're going to talk about my friend Kurt's new audio project, The Martians Are Here podcast finale, Uh, Amy got her car back, and more. And then the big subject, the pros and cons of organized religion.
1: it is you too i like YouTube. yeah
0: i we rattle and hum was on the tv today okay. the movie that they did
1: i don't think i've seen that
0: it's really different it's it's really well you know i'm a sucker for musical movies okay.
1: it's like
0: i liked michael jackson this is it even though people were like what
1: yeah i had a hard time understanding why but i understand that the he was very creative, and you're very creative. So
0: and so, watching you two rattle and hum the movie, even though there's some cuss words in it.
1: Did you tape it?
0: Part of it, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, they, it was sent. I mean, it was censored. It, it was. Mm-hmm. You could watch it, and you wouldn't be upset. It doesn't bother me too much if they cuss, but it bothers you more than it does me.
1: There are certain words that I just don't really like hearing. Well, anyway, yeah.
0: it was very, its they're just amazing as far as a concert band is concerned. So mm-hmm. it was cool to hear them in uh, a bunch of different live concert settings. And anyway, enough. They've, they've, enough already, of that.
1: they've always striked me as a very, uh, they have very passionate music. Yes. And I'm not talking about passionate like in Smooch, Smooch, Kiss, Kiss kind of passionate well, but pull, I'm talking pull. about from the heart.
2: And
0: and they're political in some of their stuff, and there's just, I mean, really, if you follow the band, they're really an interesting band to follow of, of, you know, the progression of what they've become. But anyway, Mm -hmm. long story short, I think some of their music is just amazing. And so anyway, Mm -hmm. that was them. You guessed right. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. So we've had quite a week um, here at the Moyer household, and we have quite a bit of stuff to cover today because we are doing a podcast that is, I don't know if people are going to like it or not. It'll be interesting to see because we're going to talk about organized religion, the pros and the cons to it. We've got some feedback from people.
1: Really great comments because, you Mm -hmm. know, I I can understand both ways. And we're going to talk about about both sides of it because there are some parts um, of organized faith that are very appealing to us, and there are some parts that aren 't so and I think a lot of people feel the same way so well and i
0: think I think too, if you 've listened to our podcast at any amount of times you 're going to hear us talk a lot about how um, the organized part of religion isn 't your relationship with god mm-hmm. um that that any time that you go to an organization it can enhance your relationship with god but it is not your relationship with god Mm -hmm. it was never meant to be the whole reason in our in our view the whole Mm -hmm. reason that jesus came was to give us access back to god Mm -hmm. that was the whole reason he died on the cross and now we're getting a phone call hold on we'll be right back
2: eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race
1: i'm joyce and i'm al on our new show the fast forward podcast we'll recap each weekly episode of the amazing race give you a rundown on each team and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the one million dollar prize
2: we'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season so, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes, and we'll see you
1: at the Fast Forward.
0: I've actually started watching the, the Amazing Race for the very first time ever.
1: Yeah, we had a son that watched it for a while, but I don't think he keeps up with it anymore but. anyway yeah
0: uh this last time they wore these hilarious kangaroo costumes it's a little corny but uh anyway it
1: was we, pretty I watched. funny i think i like a pair of those hoppy shoes they were wearing
0: those were pretty springy weren't they
1: yeah those are pretty neat
0: so you have to check out alan joyce's uh podcast fast forward they have another podcast that they do too uh tales from the mouse house you'll hear about that a little bit later but uh and they also are starting another a third podcast can you believe it
1: a third one?
0: Yeah, they're going to be talking just about stuff in their life and just life in general. Hmm. And I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm not remembering.
1: I'm sure when they give us a promo, we'll put it on. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 In fact, I don't know. Maybe they sent me one. Should I look for one? I'll look and see if they sent me a promo yet. If they well, haven't, can well, then I'll edit yeah.
1: it in yeah, later. I can do yeah, that.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, we've had quite a week here at the Moyer household and uh, lots of things going on. Catherine's still in driver's ed. Yeah, This is her third or fourth week, I think.
1: Something like that.
0: And, uh, yeah, she's driving and doing all that. But you didn't have the car for a while because the car got damaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, The door got uh, caved in by another car. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took it to the body shop. So it's been in the shop, and you've been driving Andrew's car. That's been fun.
1: Thank you, Andrew.
0: Yeah, that was nice of him to let you do that.
1: Yeah, and the shop had it a couple days longer than they originally estimated. So... I had to drive it clear to Raymond and back for work and out to Grayland but we and we for it. work. <laughs> Everything
0: was good. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah. Let me see. I, I worked a bunch this week on some other projects. Uh, did a project for my friend Kurt from Denver. Remember, we had Kurt Klinger and his wife, Debbie, on the mm-hmm. show uh, called a Kurt Chat. I think it was what it was called. And
1: I, and I kind of did the interview with him about his book. Um, yeah, he's
0: a published author
1: um dean ransomed or something like dean that. ransom restored restored
0: right and that's yeah. his book that he has out you can get it on amazon and everything mm-hmm. but he's written this really cool um kind of sci-fi show uh short story mm-hmm. and he recorded it himself and then we put the music in with it or i did and uh it's pretty cool sound i'll give you a little sample you want to hear a little bit of it sure okay
3: the nisham secret Chapter 1 Come on guys, I'm sure I saw a cave just past that boulder up ahead. We can hopefully get out of this rain shower. Eighteen-year-old John Card labored for breath as he spoke. He was the leader of a trio of teenage, city-slicker, Wannabe hikers as they trekked across the rugged face of a southern Colorado mountain. Hiking above 10,000 feet in altitude, they were all breathing hard. David Hoffman combed his soaking wet, dark brown hair back with his fingers. If you call this a shower, I'd hate to see what you call a rainstorm.
0: So I'm not going to play anymore because it's going to be a surprise. I'm not exactly sure how he's going to distribute this, but it's a cool story. So I wrote all this different music for it, mm-hmm. and I won't tell the story either. But let's just say that they run into some interesting people. And, people uh,
1: is a vague description.
0: Yeah, and so here's some of the music for that.
1: When I was listening to it, it fit, your music fit really well um, to the story. Except for at the end, you had to turn down the trumpets because they hurt my ears. Did you remember do that yet?
0: Kurt liked it.
1: He liked the blasting trumpet. And it's
0: his stuff, so.
1: So, so I just know when I listen to it again, just to turn it down at that point.
0: I guess, if that's yeah. what you want to do. But this is very Tronish sounding and very stereo. I use timpani drums in this really cool setting on my synthesizer, and and there you go. That's, that's so. I worked on that project, and I also worked really hard on a project for uh, the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast mm-hmm. because this weekend Rico is covering the the episode uh, All Good Things, which was the last episode of the Next Generation Star Trek series, and so I actually uh, did a song um for that it's kind of a tribute to just the next generation star trek program mm-hmm. and i thought it would be fun to play it what do you think sure it's called make it so you know like the captain would say yeah john luke
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's your favorite character in next generation
1: oh in next generation uh-huh. um the one that whoopi goldberg played
0: gynan i didn't yeah. put her in that oh man figures
1: no, I think you did in the one of the courses, didn't you? At, no. the, at the end, I thought you did. No, no. Sorry, you didn't put my favorite. But sorry, I kind of like Wharf too. You do. Nice house. Good tea.
0: Good tea. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. It's called Make It So. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back after this. Space, the final frontier, to boldly go
2: where no one has gone before.
1: It even a little better though.
0: Oh, when I took out the the dance beat?
1: When you just played it with just the oh, keyboard.
0: Yeah. And
1: you you did it like a ballad. That was really pretty. I really liked it. You like
0: oh, it I, when I just play the piano.
1: I do. You could make me really happy if you just played me the piano.
0: Okay, I'll play you the piano. Here you go.
1: You got me to marry you because you played the piano to me a lot.
0: They say that all good things must come to an end. But when it was over, I lost my best friend. A comfort to me. Uh, after something seven years. <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. Because um, uh, week after week, we would make it so.
4: Make it so. Good. Make it so, make it so, make it
1: so. What do you think? I like it like that. Yeah,
0: well, it's too sad that way, so I I made it like the other way. I
1: like it kind of sweet, not sad. Yeah. It's sweet. And, um,. Yeah, you, you wooed me with your piano playing.
4: Wooed you.
1: Over 25 years ago now. I wooed now. you. Isn't that weird? 25 years ago, oh, stop I used it. to play the piano stop for it. me when we were dating. Stop it. And you made me swoon. I don't
0: do that anymore, <laughs> do I? What's up well, with
1: that? you just don't play the piano for me very much anymore. Oh, but man. I liked it when you just did.
0: So that was the other thing that I worked on a whole bunch And then mm-hmm. of course uh, I finally have The Martians Are Here podcast finale done And it's really cool And we're working on editing it Just to make sure that everything is right where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. And then Stefan Sonic is going to release that I'm not sure in how many parts Because it, it ended up being kind of long uh, But it's really cool And you're really going to like the um, the whole story Yeah. So that'll be cool That's what's mm-hmm. been going on at our house Now there is one other thing that we want to talk about uh, and that is um, I had this idea the other day, and I thought this would be really an interesting thing to do because we get so many emails from people and comments Twitters and Facebook and all this other stuff uh with people kind of asking w- what we believe about this or what we believe about that or and and at the very beginning of of taking with you, I said that we would not we would not rank on any other religions, mm hmm I didn't want to, I didn't want this podcast to be one where people would would uh, get it all debates and be all upset and everything. And even on my comments on Facebook, I, I try to make it civil. So if somebody puts something on there that I don't think is appropriate, I'll say something because I want I want this to be a place where we exchange yeah. ideas. Keep it
1: friendly. And, well, yeah,
0: and we and I think one of the reasons that. Um, people don't know what we as believers believe and understand and and, and do. Uh, one of the reasons they don't know what we believe is because there's this huge animosity and debate and people just close down before they ever even listen to each other's ideas. And I think it's on both sides of the fence. I think on the sides of believers, sometimes they're just mean and nasty and, and don't listen. And then on the other side of things are the people that... Um, um, that don't don't have that same belief and so they're antagonistic against the people that do and and then and then just all the dialogue ends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's very good for anybody. So, that's the reason we do take him with you the way we do um in a way where we talk about what we believe. Now, you may disagree. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that listen to our show that don't agree with what we believe.
4: Yeah.
0: And that's okay. Um I mean, we would we would hope that you would would at least listen and and Maybe take to heart Maybe think about it? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's our goal is to mm-hmm. to inform people about what we believe, about God, who Jesus is, those those kind of things. But we don't try to do it in a, in a way that would be. I don't know how to describe it because some people would say, "Well, you water it down," but we don't. Uh, I mean, we say what we say. And we believe that. But mm-hmm. it's okay if you want to believe something different. I mean, we would hope that you would, would listen to what we have to say, but it's okay. We're not going to judge you and, and call you this or that or be mean to you because you don't believe the same as we do. So I had this idea. What would it be like if we took some of the basics of the Christian faith or what we believe as believers and talked about... Um, what they are and what they mean. Because I think a lot of times, again, there's stereotypes. So people don't really know what the basics of Christianity are all about. And mm-hmm. so here's some of the subjects I thought we could do called a little spiritual boot camp. Okay. And, you know, boot camp in the United States is where the, you send your, uh you know, you send the person to a, a, a military school to learn um, you know, how to follow orders and, and uh, do what you're supposed to do as a soldier. And
1: in shape. And it's a very yeah. intense,
0: like, I don't know, eight weeks or something like that. Six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would do a spiritual boot camp. You don't have to do push-ups. You won't have a drill sergeant. But Amy and I want to talk about different things that are the basics of our faith. And and then you may be able to wrap your head around why some people that are Christians or call themselves believers believe what they do. You can actually, we'll show you what it is in the Bible, and we'll talk about what we believe about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be really cool. So we're going to cover um, the whole idea of creation,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, versus evolution. That'll be interesting. We're going to talk about the concept of the fall of man. What what happened in the Garden of Eden when, um, when Eve and Adam... Ate the fruit they weren't supposed to. What happened then? And what's the? There's lots of myths surrounding that. We'll just cut right down to the chase and talk about what the Bible says and what we believe that all means. Um, How about this? Um, How we treat people. What does the Bible say about treating people? Because I get it all the time. People go, well, you know what? Religion is responsible for most of the wars in the world. And and first of all, I'd say that's not true. Even though there are some some people that have gone to war over religion, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they've gone to war over religion, not faith. But uh, that's another that's a whole other topic. But we'll talk about that a little bit on on the show. And uh, and then there's I mean there's just as many atheists and and other types of people that have been involved in having war go on so you Mm -hmm. know that's kind of a a lame duck excuse but it would be really interesting to talk about what does the bible really say about how to treat people because you know some people will read the old testament and they'll they'll hear how god said to destroy all these people but in the new testament Mm -hmm. he says do not murder so how does how does that work yeah and so we'll we'll talk about that mm-hmm. how do you what does the Bible say about treating people? How about this one? This is a good basics of faith heaven and hell what are they? What do they mm-hmm. mean to us? That's an interesting topic because again there's all these myths surrounding it mm-hmm. and then um last but not least, we're going to talk about what salvation through faith means versus salvation through works. in other words, what is this whole thing about when somebody says well, I'm a born again Christian or I'm saved. Are you saved? You know, um or Jesus will save go, you.
1: Saved like, from what? Saved from
0: what? Or yeah. what Jesus saves, what does he save? Green stamps, uh trading cards. What does he save? You know, and <laughs> we're
1: dating ourselves back to the Brady bunch. Yeah, green stamps. <laughs>
0: we don't do those anymore, do we? But yeah. but a lot of people collect. coupons. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, too. That's coming up, um, not next week, but the week after that, we're going to start our spiritual boot camp. It's going to be quite fun. Now, next week, just so everybody knows, we're going to be interviewing Al and Joyce Kessel. Is it Kessels or Kessel? Kessels. I think it's Mm. with an S at the end. Anyway, they are the hosts of the Fast Forward podcast and Tales of the Mouse House. And we're going to be covering the topic of that's what friends are for. We're going to talk about friendship, what the Bible says about it, and then we're going to talk to them a little bit about their relationship with God and uh, how they serve God. It's, it's going to be very cool. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Okay? So that's yeah. all the things coming up. Uh, we're going to have a great time uh, working on a, an Easter special. We'll see if that comes to, uh, to happen or not. So it should be fun. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get into our topic for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be talking today about the pros and cons of organized religion. Confusion here. I am getting okay, well, I had to play a little bit more U2 just because I was on a U2 kick.
1: Uh, you kind of go through phases with music, huh?
0: I do. Yeah. And it really varies from day to day. Some days I'm into the heavy stuff. Some days I'm into the pretty piano.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And other days I just don't, I, you know, I'm into African chanting. <laughs>
1: well... Yeah, I think is the African champion. Wait a minute, not African. Audio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was uh, um, Aboriginal. Aboriginal champion. Gee whiz. Get my.
0: Get my, my Your uh, continent, right? Yeah, gee whiz.
1: But, yeah, you haven't done any podcasts from Africa, but you're doing a podcast <laughs> from um, Australia, so that's yeah. where they Well, the technically, aboriginal... they're in
0: Canada right now on the podcast, but that's beside
1: the point. They're in Canada? Uh huh.
0: That's where the battle's taking place in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Or, well, anyway. Or as one of my kids used to say when he was little, Canadian. Canadia. Canadia. <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember that. Nathan would say Canadian.
1: I wasn't going to say. Who. Oh, sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, today we are going to be talking about the pros and cons of organized religion. And let me start out by saying that this is in no way meant to stir up problems for people. Um, Amy and I have been through a lot of different things through church and through organized religion, and we want to talk a little bit about it today uh, but we are not uh we are not trying to say that you shouldn't go to church, and we're not trying to tell you that you have to go to church in order to be a a good Christian. What we want to talk about is organized religions, the pros and the cons, so we are going to try to be as fair and balanced as we possibly can, where our intention is not to uh to convince you of this or that other than the fact that we do want to say uh, right up front that uh, whatever religion you're involved in if it's organized or not um, that is not in our opinion your relationship with god that is just Mm -hmm. something that you do to enhance it Um, but uh, everybody uh, the bible says that every man and woman is given a measure of faith Mm -hmm. and we do have the ability to believe in god or not and uh, that's up to us to we're make gonna that believe, decision.
1: We're going to believe in something.
0: Yeah, well, well yeah. yeah. I mean, people believe in something, and they and they live that way. Mm-hmm. What you believe, you live. That's what you do. And uh, we just want to make sure, right up front, to, for everybody to know, where if you're listening to this podcast and you go to ch- an organized church, um, then please don't freak out because we're going to be we're going to be fair. And if you listen to this podcast and you don't go to church and you never will walk into a church then don't freak out because we're not going to try to convince you to go to church. So I think everybody, I think, relax. Um,
1: there, there's a scripture that comes to my mind here as we're talking about this. It says, seek seek first the kingdom of God.
0: Okay, what does that mean to you? And
1: his righteousness okay. and all these things shall be added to you. And Can I put that, that in layman's means, terms? But to me, that means that no matter what you do, whether you are part of an organized church or, or not, that you're, you're seeking God before anything else.
0: And his kingdom. And, and kingdom his... is just a... We don't use that word here in the United States a whole lot. But people do in other places. Yeah. Uh, but kingdom simply means the realm or the sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. So when the Bible Where says... A
1: king, what a king reigns right, over.
0: Right. It's his, his subjects and his territory. Mm-hmm. And so when it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness... Then all these things will be added to you. It's saying, seek first the kingdom of God, the realm. Look for the place where God is in charge
4: mm-hmm.
0: and seek that. That's where you want to be. And that's basically talking about us as human beings submitting ourselves to God and saying, you know what? I believe in you mm-hmm. and I need you. I need guidance in my mm-hmm. life from you.
1: I need you to be my boss or my king.
0: And then righteousness isn't what a lot of people think. Righteousness to some people, they think that that is doing good things and doing good you works. Have to be and, perfect. And jumping through the hoops so you can get here, get there. But really, mm-hmm. if you look at what biblically righteous means, it means right standing with God. Mm-hmm. So what the Bible then says, what you just quoted was, Seek first the kingdom of God or his realm. Mm-hmm. And his righteousness. In you know, other, seek first the where he dwells, and
1: where you stand. In where that. you
0: stand with him, mm-hmm. and then all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important thing that we as human beings could and, ever do. And, I and think, how do you do that? How do you get right standing with God?
1: Um, well, the Bible says through His Son Jesus Christ.
0: Because that's so, the, the. And here we go. Yeah. This is the simple faith, just right out mm-hmm. at you. The reason Jesus came was to die for our sins. And to raise again to new life, so that we could be saved, so that we but could have we could eternity, have
1: that right and that relationship that, with to God. be able to stand before God, right, because of what Jesus has done for us through His grace and His what His sacrifice, right.
0: And so that that is that's how you get right standing with God. It's not if you help enough. Uh, you know, old ladies across the street or mow a bunch of elderly people's lawns or, or, uh, not you know. that
1: those are bad things, oh, those are good it, things. It just, those aren't things that will get you to go to heaven not, or Nothing <laughs> will get you
0: into heaven except faith in what Christ did. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing, it's his sacrifice that really is all about. So, you know, without trying to get too heavy into religious terms here, this is, I mean, we are going to be talking about that type of thing today mm-hmm. on the pros and cons. So, um, let's, so you know where the platform is here now. So let's talk about it because I think it's a very, interesting subject Um, Amy and I and I'm not sure everybody that listens to us knows this uh, we have been pastors for years and years and years
1: yeah two more years than we'd like to admit probably well
0: I mean (laughs) even before I had a relationship with God I was actually pastoring kids at a youth group at Mm -hmm. uh, a denominational church here in the area Mm -hmm. and uh, I actually took my kids to a, a rock concert a Christian rock concert and gave my heart to God at that point, along with a bunch of the kids from, mm-hmm. from the youth group. And that was 26 years ago? twenty seven years
1: ago, 26, around. 27.
0: Yeah, and so from that point on, um, we, we both, when we met, we, were, we ministered together even then. When we got married, one of the reasons we got married is because we said we could do this.
1: We could serve God better together than yeah. apart. Yeah,
0: and that we, that's what we told your dad. And he said, okay, I think that's great. And so we got married. Mm-hmm. And we uh, started off even a very early, um, leading youth groups and pastoring kids. And then we, you know we we've done all sorts of different ministries. We've done homeless ministry down at the Union Gospel Mission. We've put on rock concerts. We've we've loved we've on done, street kids. you have done we, prison ministry. We've we prison ministry. Um, and then and then I got an opportunity to work at a church full time as as the youth pastor. And I oh, went there. I
1: forgot. Christian radio for well yeah oh years. yeah, I did Christian radio for, for 10, 10 years, years yeah. yeah. But
0: anyway, um, long story short, uh, I'm talking about our pastoring, and mm-hmm. and we, we actually went to a church, and we were hired, well, I was hired to be on staff, and then, of course, you helped me all the time, so you <laughs> might as yeah. well have said that you were, too. Uh, but we pastored for, gosh, that church we were at for almost 12 years, mm-hmm. but we pastored for, what, 10, I think, 10 or 11. Um, 11.
1: We were only there, like,
0: seven months when we came on staff, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, um, and, and we have been around the block a few times when it comes to, uh, being involved in organized religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've seen it all the way. We've seen all the way from very authentic, genuine, God loving people that are just tremendous Mm -hmm. all the way to sociopathic hucksters that are out to make money and have power over people, over naive people. We've Mm -hmm. seen, we've seen the whole gamut. Yeah. In the same place. Yeah. And and we've been behind the scenes. I I've, I've been behind the scenes at mega churches mm-hmm. that have 6 7,000 people in them mm-hmm. and and actually sat inside meetings where I got to hear the big wigs talk about the people and the congregation and and I've watched and, things And let's
1: shut down the homeless ministry cuz it's not bringing in money or something. Well, you know, I, I've crazy seen, like I have seen
0: that. I've actually <laughs> I remember being in one um in, in one meeting that I just couldn't believe what was going on. And, you know, Amy, you know me for a lot of years, and mm-hmm. I just get upset over those kind of things. If I see yeah. something I, I don't like, I mean, everybody's a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. We all have things in our lives that we're, or lives that we're a hypocrite about. But mm-hmm. when you're involved in a church and you're behind the scenes in a church, that should be the most genuine, authentic place ever. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, one of the things that I saw as a minister, Mm -hmm. as a pastor, I saw some major abuses behind the scenes. Now, I saw some really good stuff, too. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I saw some very bad stuff. And um, as a result of that, it made me look a little harder at what this whole idea of organized church is all about because it it has its drawbacks. Mm -hmm. There are some really good things about it. Mm-hmm. And you and I have experienced those and and had great things happen as a result, and there are some very bad and I would even venture to say evil things about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we're gonna share a few of our experiences, and then we're we're gonna um talk about what you think about
1: we have a lot of comments we've like Thirty-eight comments or something, yeah, on Facebook. Alone. So we have—we're not
0: going to get to all those comments, or this mm-hmm. podcast to be forever. But mm-hmm. we are going to highlight. We'll probably do like a pro and then a con, a pro and then a con, do kind of like that, mm-hmm. so that we get a balanced look at it. But, but I think it's important to talk about it. Um, I think one of the reasons that we don't hear a lot of people talk about um, the problems in organized religion is because they're scared that it'll bring a bad name to God. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, that i was sitting on my piano sorry there we go um and uh, let me say this i think god is big enough to handle criticism Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we'll blame um religion or we'll blame people and we think we're blaming god but really it's not the things that go on that are bad are not from god Mm -hmm. and god is big enough his reputation is big enough and we'll just say right off the bat here we're not trying to rank on church Mm-hmm. Or, and, and God is big enough. But I think the problem is a lot of times people want to think so positive. They don't want to deal with some of the glaring issues that face us today in this world. The, the fact is, like we talked about last week, there are there's a whole generation of young people that are not going to church.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're not going... Because of the very corruption that we see in it, mm-hmm. they want something authentic. in fact, the biggest churches are ones that are kind of like shock churches you know they're either they're really extreme in their in their viewpoints they're either a huge word of faith church or they're a church like that there's a church in Seattle that's just super hip and and all these people go yeah, to it because the, the pastor is just The
1: pastor wears holy jeans right, but and, he's know, just, but he's
0: really he kind of comes kinda off sharp. arrogant and he's very harsh. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that's viewed as being super authentic even though I don't believe that because stuff goes on behind the scenes there too that people yeah. don't know about.
1: Yeah. So
0: anyway, this ought to be an interesting discussion. It will
1: it will be. You know, I I have to say I'm probably going to come um out with a little bit more of the positive thing, because I grew up in a church mm-hmm. that felt like a second home to me, and, right. and I, I occasionally still go back and help with different things. I help with the hundredth anniversary dinner, and you know I go back and I hug all the old ladies that used to be my Sunday school teachers True. and choir leaders, and you know it's it it can be a very positive and loving nurturing, environment, yes. Um, growing environment supportive yeah
0: encouraging Mm -hmm. life-giving hope-filling yes it can be very very good and it can be the opposite too
1: yeah i i think it depends it too also what where you're in how you are involved in a church too because i think a lot of people that you know if they go to a bible study or a sunday service they probably haven't they probably won't encounter the same things that people would that if they on were staff. in staff or mm-hmm. behind the scenes, um, you know. And I was talking to someone the other day that any organization, no matter if it's a Christian organization or a civic group or whatever,
0: yeah,
1: it's going to have some issues because the only the only way an organization wouldn't have issues if is this is if Jesus was the only member, as soon as you get people involved,
0: mm-hmm. it's going well, and, and to
1: have problems. That,
0: that was my next thing I was going to say. Anytime you get a group of people together, you're going to have conflict. Yeah. And um, the church isn't immune to it. Religion isn't immune to it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so anytime you get uh, a bunch of people together, it has a potential to get, get nasty. Mm-hmm. But it also has the potential to really help. Yeah. there. You've heard the term strength in numbers. Yeah. In in, in positive cases, that's true.
1: Well, I but mean, it's also
0: in, in bad ways it can and, be true too.
1: And sometimes I kind of think of a church can be kind of like an AA group in that everyone there has their issues and their problems they're working on, but you can all encourage each other that to make it one more day you know mm-hmm. and to encourage each other that they can make it and that they can make good choices and that they can have a good relationship with God and you know yeah. so yeah. so you know we we have a lot to talk about today so I'll stop talking I well,
0: guess <laughs> well I wanted to say too um before we get to the comments um I wanted to say that um any one of the trends that we seem to see and the reason I believe there's a lot of corruption in organized religion is because, any time an organization has a dictator, like one person that's in charge,
1: authoritarian, um,
0: authoritarian. there's a chance for an abuse of power if that mm-hmm. person isn't kind, or, and we've seen this many times. They start out fine, mm-hmm. but as time goes on, they start to believe their press releases. Yeah, they start to think they're pretty good because they have lots of money and they have power over people, and. That's a tempting thing, and the Bible mm-hmm. talks about this. It talks about how it, there's really nothing new under the sun. There's mm-hmm. really there's there's some main like there's like three things that really corrupt a person, mm-hmm. and and usually it's money, sex, mm-hmm. and power, yeah, and or the lust of the flesh mm-hmm. is what they call it in the in the pride Bible. Pride of life, yeah, yeah, and and so that is you know when it, when one person. Is has the extreme power, that is when a lot of problems are going to start mm-hmm. happening. And as time goes on, whole groups of people can really get messed up. I know I, when I did a lot of reading on behavioral problems, mm-hmm. uh, I found that uh, one of the places that sociopaths just totally thrive in are, are like Weight Watchers groups, um, self-help groups like that, mm-hmm. um, churches. And uh, civic organizations, because it 's an easy way to get in and be in charge of a group of people hmm. and one of the things that sociopaths really like to do, and we 're talking about like people that you run into every day not not like people that you think of in movies and stuff like we 're talking about an actual personality disorder
1: mm-hmm. people who have um how do we put in leanman people who have kind of a god complex narcissistic a, and yeah, very self-serving yeah but
0: they it. come off very charismatic on mm-hmm. the outside most people don't even recognize what's going on until it's too late mm-hmm. and this is how cults are formed this is mm-hmm. how bad things happen in organizations this is how the CEO of 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 companies and stuff like that can get away with so much and then all of a sudden it comes out and everybody's like well wait a minute he was the greatest director of the board. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, and and people just don't realize. I remember talking to a police officer one time and uh, he said, you wouldn't believe it, Rick, about the domestic dispute calls that we get in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. People that are prominent in this community Mm -hmm. and will show up and they're, they're beating their wife Mm -hmm. and we'll go to get the guy out of the house and then the, the wife will turn on us and And say no, don 't take him, don 't take him because she 's used to the the lifestyle and the money mm-hmm. and the power, and here nobody would ever know that this guy was a jerk behind the scenes mm-hmm. because he covers it really well. Well, yeah. these are the type of people that prey on naive and weak people." Mm-hmm and unfortunately anytime people gather in a group that's not a normal situation most of the time we we do our own thing we work with maybe a small group of people at work or something like mm-hmm. that but it's 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 very seldom that we're involved in a big organization that's where this kind of stuff can happen a lot mm-hmm. and unfortunately religion is a big target and i believe for 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 a good reason i think that we're in a spiritual fight and and i'm sure very sure that um that uh, the devil's not happy with people that try to serve God with all their heart, but yeah. we've confused it sometimes, and we've made religion into um, our vehicle to well, serve God. And
1: I, th- and I think too, one thing we've talked about personally over and over again, and maybe that's why that scripture came to my mind, is that we're supposed to seek first God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in our in our organizations, whether they're Christian or otherwise. People tend to want to build their own little kingdoms. Right. And and, and instead of instead, instead of, of helping God's kingdom. Well,
0: and I've always heard it like this. If you lead somebody to Jesus, keep leading them to Jesus. Don't make them dependent on you or your organization. hmm Because long after me and the organization are gone, that person is still there and they still yeah. have to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to lead people to Christ. You don't have to go to a church to have a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know that is Even so important.
1: If you find a healthy church, right, they, and we'll talk about that. We're getting can there. They could help you. Well, in that,
0: what what I wanted to say about that whole dictator thing uh, is the experience that we had in the church is we had a situation where um, we had a pastor that was abusing people behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. nobody really knew about it except the staff members. And uh, and we actually dealt with it, but it kind of backfired on us mm-hmm. um, because this guy was was uh, passionate. He he wanted um, he didn't want to leave, um, and he threw a big fit. Got lawyer and a lawyer, and it just it was a real big mess. Big mess. And then um, he finally gave up and started
1: as, a new church across town. <laughs> yeah, started a new
0: church across the town, which is just. I can't even believe that happened. It's yeah. so wrong, but uh, that's another podcast as well. But what happened was we were left with a situation where we kind of had a knee-jerk reaction of, okay, we had a dictator who mm-hmm. was in charge of everything, and he, he said jump, and we said how high, to we really didn't have anybody in charge at all. So mm-hmm. then you and I stepped in and the, the board of directors asked were left, We were the we other, only, only pastors left. We were the on only the staff.
1: full-time pastors left on staff.
0: And they asked us if we would um, if we would be mm-hmm. inter, interim. So we did. Mm-hmm. And we we I always have had a vision for a church to be um, a group of people that work together not with a with a uh, like a dictator but but a group of people that work together on in a team kind of atmosphere. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. My cat has just jumped up on our counter and is walking across my computer. Don't step on the keyboard, Stripe. Hi, Stripey. What a nice cat you are. Yes, you are.
1: Oh, he's And now he's there.
0: he's rubbing my microphone... Stand. you hear him
1: Yeah, he's, he's claiming that. Thank you.: microphone Thank you for doing that.. For That's himself.
0: Right. Okay, would you just like go on here because I, I was talking. So anyway, my view of it and, and the view of, of a few other people that I knew, was to get a team of people together. And instead of having one person that was the main guy, mm-hmm. we would have several people that would share the load and mm-hmm. work together as a team and let more participation come mm-hmm. from within the, the congregation. Mm -hmm. And so we worked very hard to change the governmental structure around and get it to that point. And and I thought that I had place on the team to, you know, do preaching and teaching and that kind of thing. But uh, unfortunately, due to politics and stuff like that behind the scenes, uh, I showed Mm -hmm. up for an elders meeting one day thinking that we had this plan and we were all on track and the congregation had voted for all this to work. And, And I showed up to the meeting and I found out that they'd actually been meeting behind our backs and they didn't want me to do that. They wanted to get somebody else from the outside, and so through through a series of events, then it all kind of went downhill. They gave us a three month vacation, basically, and during that time, they decided that we weren't the people to do it, and it was a mess, and Mm -hmm. and it just became a real. It was really sad because we had some really good friends. I thought (laughs) that kind of it was a it was a bummer. But here's the deal: the the church congregation as a whole, and a lot of the guys on the board of elders wanted someone one person to be in charge they wanted mm-hmm. a king they wanted they wanted a, a dictator basically to make it easier for them the they man. didn't have to work as hard i guess and yeah. that and that's my view of course this is my opinion and mm-hmm. you know some people would argue well, with us and, about it
1: you know and there are some places that that probably works okay you know small sure. church and, sure. and well and, and again it really pastor. depends
0: on who that person is that's yeah. in charge if they're a kind Gentle, if they're cool person allowing, that love God,
1: allowing Christ to be in mm-hmm. charge of His church. Then it's really cool. Then it's then it could probably be. But fine. if they're
0: not, if they're s- self-serving and they when want money and is. they want yeah. power, well, then you're going to have yourself a situation again where it's not so good. Yeah. So anyway, so that's our experience that we've had, um, and so now we're kind of just in a in a uh, a holding pattern of how do we deal with this, and and are all churches like that? Mm-hmm. No, not all churches are like that. Yeah. There are some really good churches out there that that would be awesome. There's some really good organization uh organizations out there where you can serve God with all your heart, and there's some really corrupt ones too. So, yeah. why don't we we take a look real quick um at some of the comments. Do you have those comments? Yeah. Okay. Um
1: the first one's from Brian. And um he says, "Of course, I'm paid to go to church as a professional clergy person." But that said, I I love going to church because it's weekly engagement in the life and meaning of the gospel. The alternative version of life is part of God's grace and filled family and experience a community of supportive friends and common values, seeking God's loving ways embodied in the life and teaching of Jesus. Okay. So, so we have one person a, here that... Um, he's very pro-church because in his experience, it's it's very life-giving and encouraging.
0: And I think we're, when we talk about the pros and cons, that's one mm-hmm. of the pros. Yeah. Is that, that anytime you have a community of people, so it's basically a support group.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, whenever I go to my home church I grew up in, you know, I get lots of hugs from all the, the ladies that I grew up with and, you know, it's nice um, Kathy says, I don't go to church. It's not that I don't believe. It's just that I have an extreme case of claustrophobia. And, and anytime there are a lot of people, I get to where I feel like I can't breathe. And anytime that I have, um, have been, I get really uncomfortable because of that. And I normally don't know anyone on top of it. I think that's a really hard thing because I know that um, as as we resigned from pastoring, we've tried out several other churches, and and that's one of the hard things <coughs> things for us when we go to a church. We might like the preaching and the worship, but it's hard when you don't know anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And for years, you know, we we tried to figure out well, how do we keep people coming back to our church and stuff? And w- what we found, the statistics say that a person is not going to come back to the church. Unless they make a personal contact.
1: Unless they have a friend or two that go there. Right.
0: And they're not going to mm-hmm. come back to it because of the way they feel like that. And we've, we, you know, we didn't experience that for many years because we were pastoring the church.
1: Mm-hmm. And we uh, were friends with the staff right? and a lot so of the people. Right. So we knew everybody. Yeah.
0: But uh, we had a really uh, weird situation happen on Christmas Eve that mm-hmm. was really hard for, for us because, well, harder on me than it was for you. But we drove mm-hmm. all the way up... Uh, out of town mm-hmm. to go to a service. And when we got there, the whole church was full mm-hmm. and there wasn't one seat left. Yeah, And so we looked around and then we asked, is there any, can you bring any chairs in? And then we went to go look for chairs and they couldn't find any chairs. Uh-huh. And it felt, it felt like everybody was looking at us. And, then, and they felt probably, like
1: Mary and Joseph being sent away from the inn.
0: But, but <laughs> you remember of? that it was a really awkward feeling to have everybody stare at us. And I would have thought that somebody would have, would have said, well here you can have my seat or something like that. Not not that they should have. I'm just saying yeah. I mean that's what I would have done if I had if Fresh, I was part of that church. Yeah. So we the, actually the way
1: it was set up though, they were like theater seats. So yeah, you can't just scoot over on no, the pew no. and fit more people in.
0: So but. what we ended up actually just go just walking getting out and getting back in the car and driving home. And
1: yeah. I was a
0: little bit disappointed in that.
1: But we went and looked at Christmas lights, mm-hmm. and went out to Chinese food. Yeah, and yeah, Played silly songs on the jukebox. But
0: an interesting—that's an interesting <laughs> so thing. We had
1: a good time, but but,
0: but we finally—I think <laughs> one of the reasons that that happened to us was so that we could feel what what other people mm-hmm. had felt like when they came to our church.
1: Yeah, and if there weren't enough, and if there seats wasn't
0: enough seats, or if people—if it was a weird—I
1: actually had that happen. I my kids were had a class at the public school. I homeschooled, but they were taking a class at the public school. And I had struck up a friendship with their teacher, and she was new to the area, so I invited her to our Easter service. Well, she drove up to the church and drove around and around and around, and there wasn't a single parking place. So she just drove away. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that's happened to other people, too. Yeah. And, you know, so now I know what it's like. We always came to the service early before anyone else was parked there, so that was never a problem for us. But, you know, now we know. It's coming into a church, right? And it's, well, and and, made, and that's it's okay. Awkward. So
0: now we have we have one pro to to organize religion is that it's a support group, and there can be a, a lot of life ministered to, and mm-hmm. people get it. And one of the cons is when you're involved in a big organization like that, you can become a number, and and it can be more of a packet pack them in like sardines, not necessarily. Um, a relationship type of thing. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Which by the way, if if you really want to know, if you would if you look at it biblically, they the Bible says that the early church, when the church mm-hmm. first started out, they actually met in homes. Yeah. So there was basically it was the small group mentality of mm-hmm. you had a, a certain group of people that you met with on a regular basis that you would they talk about. They a meal with. They, yeah, they, they would pray for each sang, other. They, they
1: some worship songs right. together. So
0: this concept of the big mega church wasn't really in the Bible. No. And, and so, even, even though,
1: though there were sometimes sure. where they had large meetings, large I groups, mean, Jesus yes. taught sure. taught to five ten thousand people at a sure. time. And sure. Pentecost, there was five or ten thousand people. But the but know. the
0: model that we see yeah. biblically is smaller groups that meet in homes mm-hmm. and share the leadership. Yeah, and there's different people that are involved in teaching
1: and preaching and well, and even in the Bible. Um, in our Western culture, we have pastors, and there's like a head pastor, senior pastor. Well, that word "senior pastor" is not no, even in, in the, the Bible. Bible, yeah. And and the word "pastor" I think's only used three times in the New Testament, if I'm right, and two of the times it's referring to Jesus because it means like the shepherd. shepherd, right? And there's only one time that it's talking about a a person like not that's not Jesus, but it's involved in other leadership roles all together so there's like a pastor prophet evangelist teacher um you know all put in together so it's, it was and just that's really one, a Western idea. That's yeah. that's something that came but from. It's it's like yeah, a Western thing of that you have one big, high and mighty pastor,
0: like a CEO,
1: like a CEO. It's like a business thing, right? Well, and, and quite
0: honestly, a lot of the stuff that happens in these bigger churches and stuff like that. Not not saying you can't have a big church and can be really cool. So please let, hear yeah. me. But a lot of times you'll have a. It's run. It is run it's like a run business. Like a business. I, I can tell you yeah. that for a fact because yeah. I've been in.
1: Business meetings. <laughs> I've been in
0: hundreds of elders and business meetings. Yeah. Okay, let's just say that.
1: And, they and even... I've seen
0: it. I've seen it done right, and I've seen it done wrong. Yeah. So just to throw Do that out there.
1: Do you want to read the next one? <clears throat> sure. It's really long, and I just thought um, you would... This one says,
0: I, like Brian, as a minister, go because it is expected. But long before I became a minister, I loved going to church for several reasons. At first, it was because the gathering of other believers reinforced my faith when my day, uh, day-to-day environment was less than Christian. Then it became a place to go and learn more about this faith that I was uh, professing uh, through sermons and the Bible studies. I grew into a person um, that knew God and, wanted, um, and I found out what God wanted me to be. And finally, in addition to personal growth, I'm blessed with the opportunity to see young Christians grow by showing them what God has revealed to me and i believe that is the real benefit of of organized religion we laugh with one another we share one another's joys we share in one another's sorrows and ease uh, one another's burdens and there are many rotary clubs who claim the same but more uh, but none so well as the family of god okay there we go that's another pro mm-hmm. for church yeah. this is a really cool comment for a couple of reasons mm-hmm. One, it, it um it's it's progressive. Mm-hmm. And I love how she says this. By the way, it was that that was Jude that said that. Mm-hmm. And I love what she says there because what it does is it starts off and she went because she needed that support group. She needed mm-hmm. she wanted to know more about God.
4: Yeah.
0: When she went on a consistent basis, she learned about God and now I just love this, she decided since I've learned so much, I I, would, I love teaching people that come in that are brand new mm-hmm. to the faith. I love helping them out. And then she became a minister, which, you know, to and, me, that's know, a real
1: pro. Really, that was my life story. I, I grew up in church, and at like 13, I started teaching vacation Bible school to preschoolers, and that was quite a task and then went on to do a bible club after school club for kids mm-hmm. and worked in youth ministry and But isn't
0: that interesting? Yeah. So so again the pros there are it's a, it's a, a church this particular organized religion that she's talking about this church was a place and it is a place where she gets to give back to her community. Mm-hmm. And and that's always a pro. That's yeah. always a good thing. Okay, so let's let's and do now, another one.
1: Now, Anthony has kind of a con um he says he doesn't go because he has no religious beliefs. I listen to your podcast because it makes me look at myself and how I treat others or how others treat me. I believe that it helps me to be a better person. I think most religions have good teachings for self-improvement. Your podcast highlights some of these, but I am not religious, so I don't attend church.
0: Okay, and and um, that's definitely—I don't know if that's a, much, as much of a con— of organized religion. Um, I just think that's a comment on what, yeah. you know, he's just kind of exploring and looking at how we treat people and, and, you know, what we have to say about that. So mm-hmm. that's a great comment. Thank you, Anthony.
1: Um, we have a couple more positive ones here about church. Are they pretty um, much
0: the same comments? I think they are. Yeah. Like Paula, Paula says she goes to worship and learn and fellowship, and uh, Michelle says she goes to church because she loves God. Um, mm. Christ loved the church so much that he died for it, and I want to you know love what he loves and so on and so forth which mm-hmm. is a, is a is a great way to look at it, but I do want to point out something that I think is very important for people to know, and that is that um, um, going to church doesn 't always equate loving god mm-hmm. because there 's a lot of reasons people go to church
1: it could be part of it
0: or belong to an yeah. organized religion well, there 's a lot of reasons
1: sometimes men will go to church to to Scout find out, yeah, find a nice Christian seen, wife, that will be faithful to them and cook meals. And yeah, we've we've <laughs> actually that. we've seen that. Yeah,
0: and and we've also seen, uh, well, we've just we've just seen a lot of different reasons yeah. that people go to church, and it's not always to love God. Mm-hmm. So so don't misinterpret what Michelle's saying, um, as well. If you love God, you have to go to church. Mm-hmm. Now uh, well, let's define what church is real, for a moment, yeah. because I, I think, think that's, that's the other thing. That's another important.
1: thing is that. Someone was commenting to me the other day that this particular um cult can said that you had to have a building right you had to be in to this be, building in order to and and they couldn't have church without having a bishop there and it had right. to be in the building right because I remember going to uh we had um church camp like our church just went camping over a weekend as many people that wanted to go. And we just had a worship service at the campground. And right. we sang some songs and prayed and, mm-hmm. you know, someone, re- the pastor was there and he read the Bible and talked about it. And um, we had a, a worship service right at the campground. Well, there is some people from another religion there and they said, well, we can't have church. We can't ha- meet, we can't do spiritual things together without the,
0: being at the building.
1: Being at the building with a bishop. Okay,
0: so let's, let's define real quickly yeah. here because I think it's important. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to understand that the Bible, when it refers to church, mm-hmm. it's not referring to a, a building. A building. Now, we all believe that church is a building because that's what we've been taught.
1: In our culture, when in we our say culture, we're going to go to church, we're, we're saying we're going to go Everybody immediately
0: to, thinks of a steeple or yeah, thinks of a place... A cross on it. And, right, where you yeah. go and you... And then the, there's a pastor and he does a sermon and they have music and mm-hmm. they take an offering, that kind of thing. But if you look biblically yeah. in the Bible and actually read it in the New Testament... Church is not a building. It's a set of people that believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So church could be had. In fact, most of the time we see church being had is in homes.
1: And and it even says, and I think someone comments down here later, that it says in the Bible that where two or more are gathered in my name.
0: There I am in your midst. Yeah,
1: and that's saying gathered in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Church could be a couple people praying together over at Skype Starbucks or, or Skype or, or you know
0: at, at McDonald's at
1: McDonald's or walk, going on a walk and talking. And about I know God I know and...
0: some people can get all upset about that comment, but I <laughs> yeah. but let's I mean we got to really look at the Bible when it talks mm-hmm. about it. Now there's another big scripture that that um, a lot of people quote when it comes to um, going to church, and that is. The, the scripture that says, do, don't forsake the assembling of one another mm-hmm. as the time grows near, like some people do. Mm-hmm. And it was referring, you know, was, actually, if you get into it, it's, re- it's not, re- that's really not the way we're supposed to be using that scripture. But there's a difference between being assembled together with other believers and walking into a building and listening to a sermon. Mm-hmm. And don't confuse the two because I think that's what happens.
1: Well, I think you can confuse assembling with gathering. Because, you know, you can have a bicycle and it can be in all these parts and some you assembly gather, required and you can gather them together in a box and say, oh, look, it, I've assembled this. But you haven't. They're still they're still all individual pieces and mm-hmm. they won't work
0: until they get assembled together and all the parts do what they're supposed to do.
1: And and all the parts doing what they are supposed to do.
0: And how- doesn't
1: necessarily revolve around a building.
0: Well, it, most of the time it doesn't.
1: It could be maybe you get together and and help Well, a, a disaster I mean, think, zone think where they flood way. victims. Or, if, I mean, think,
0: think about it this way. Are we, because of the way we believe about church, are we really just bringing all the parts together into one room and then making them come back to that room every week? Or are we assembling these people together with their different gifts and talents to go out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and help people and and to, and to help
1: society and
0: yeah, so what buildings. are we doing? Are we just trying to bring people into a building and make a little kingdom where we Pass make sure the lights are on everything. and and they have programs and that just fills our needs and we're it's like going to Mcdonald's and mm-hmm. fast food religion or you know, perhaps it means a whole lot different than what we have yeah. done here in this culture. I, I really do think so. I think and that there's way more to church.
1: In a, in a healthy, quote unquote, church, mm-hmm. there would be that equipping yes. of people to do the work of the ministry, yeah. to learn who they are in God and how to share their faith, to help other people
0: but but i think a really cool church is and I see i use the term church again but a really uh-huh. cool organized religion is where you you bring the people in for a minimal amount of time and then make sure that most of the time is spent out living their life among the community because that's really what jesus did mm-hmm. i mean there were times when jesus gathered people together there i mean he even mm-hmm. says he went to the temple the, the whole schmear mm-hmm. but for the majority of time he was out amongst the people doing cool things And and making a difference in the lives of people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound so much more exciting than going and listening to a talking head? Yeah. There's just so much more. Church is a lot cooler than a building.
1: Well, it's good to get teaching, but sometimes if that's all you do... You're going to have this blown up head with all this facts and not living any way to make a difference to anybody.
0: Here's an interesting comment that was given on our page here. It says, great Mm -hmm. question, Rick. And the answer is, um, I have all too often um, offended others or um, solicit knee jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. You're no Christian. I don't go to church because I love God. That's an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. I've had the unfortunate privilege of seeing the backstage workings of a couple of churches, and I've come to find it's about the money, not the faith. To me, religion was created by man. Faith, on the other hand, was created by God. I have faith, not religion.
1: And, you know, in a way, that's what our podcast is about, telling people. It's not that you can't go to an organized religion right. And as part of your faith, but... But your faith in God is what's most important. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Jude came back and she said this. She said, oh, I know that Rick doesn't want us to rebuttal on there, so I hope he knows he's free to delete this response. But I hope that even if you do not go to a church building, that you still find opportunities to gather with other believers. Not just because the Bible says to do it, uh, which should be reason enough, but also because it strengthens you. I can respect your feelings about about church. I've certainly attended one or two like that. I remember once in in Georgia when the pastor passed the offering plates around a second time because they had not um, they had counted it and there wasn't enough. Uh, not all organized religion is bad, not all organized religion is good, but meeting somewhere somehow with other believers is good. I hope I've not offended or broken the meaning of the dialogue. I'm just—I'm not judging anyone or saying what you should believe. Just thinking with my fingers. And then Al came back. This—that this, was a great response, Jude. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. And and Al says, Jude, nope, not offended at all. In fact, I appreciate you caring. I should have added that I do commune with other Christians often, and we do discuss our faith. In fact, that's um, one of the biggest reasons I consider Rick a true brother. And and your story of the offering plates is exactly like the reason my wife and I left one of um, one of our churches. The pastor actually uh, berated the congregation for not giving enough to cover their bills. We were I've been in mm-hmm. services like that too, where that very yeah. s- same thing has happened. So I really like though what Jude said. Jude said, you know what? I hope there there are some really good churches out there. Mm-hmm. Now the key is trying to find that. It's really mm-hmm. hard to find it, but but I love what she said. You know, if you just have some interaction, if you have some time that you meet together, or if you have somebody you can talk about your faith and 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 you know go back and forth with, that's really really important. And that's mm-hmm. that's basically really having church. Yeah. If you really want to get technical about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really if you good. You
1: want to get biblical about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so there's just tons more <laughs> there's here. A lot. Um, um, uh, there, uh, I'm trying to, to find, um, gosh, there are just so many. We could go on forever on this. And they're all really good things. Why don't we just encourage people to go to our Facebook page, my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash rick.moyer and search for mm-hmm. that question on there. Uh, it was a uh, big research for our next podcast. And you'll you'll find it. There's a couple of different questions about that. And we just got some really, really good things on here. And I wish I could read them all. But we're running out of time already. Yeah. So here here are some of the things that I want to talk about. Here's some of the pros Mm -hmm. of organized religion. One is the support of others who believe the same as you do.
1: And that's really nice.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Power in numbers with resources and manpower.
1: And hopefully it's power to do good and effect positive. Well, when you have a big group of people together, (laughs) I
0: mean, we've seen this before. Um, where a big group of people can pool their resources together and help a family. Well, and, or help a community. And I know member. when
1: we were pastoring we took like a whole school bus load of kids down to Mexico to build homes for right. and Sunday and school could, buildings. And, and that's stuff a little bit harder to do if you're just, just yeah. meeting with a and small that, group of people. And that was for communities that had right. no resources and right. have themselves. So that was a real blessing. Here's
0: another pro feeling of belonging to something bigger than you can accomplish on your own. Mm -hmm. all of us need to experience that somehow to be part of something bigger
1: and if you look at it one real positive thing that organized religion has done um in our area and all around the world you look at how (coughs) many hospitals and colleges orphanages there are so many and medical medical, Mm -hmm. um there are so many different huge things that have been accomplished for the good Mm -hmm. by a group of people of faith that have um, joined together to, to make a positive change in their community. One, uh,
0: one last pro before we get to the cons. Um, there's a real feeling of safety and belonging when you belong to an organized religion. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, um, that's why cults flourish too, though, unfortunately. Um, because, uh, there's, It's like, like being involved in a gang sometimes.
1: Well, sometimes, sometimes a sense belong. of family. I mean, it's yes. like gangs. No, and yeah. and I've heard, um, we like to watch that show about the undercover boss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've noticed that some of the CEOs, will, when they're questioned about why they don't have as good a medical plan or something, and they, and they say... Well, we're sorry about that because we just really believe we're a family and, and we're here to take care of each other. And and so, well, yeah, that's nice. But it'd be nice if they could, you know, take their kid to the doctor when they're sick, too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's just really interesting that the whole idea. That's nice to say that we're a family. In some churches, it really does feel like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so.
0: So, okay, here's some of the cons. In in organized religions. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, you can get caught up in mob mentality very easily. Mm. Sometimes, and we've seen this, people will do things that they should never do.
1: Oh, when I was having my Scrabble date this last weekend, Uh we had my mom and my old pastor's wife, of all things, getting together to play Scrabble, and they brought up that church back east that... The the, have the the guys there that, are, that the go little, picket
0: soldiers funerals. Yeah, and it's
1: just horrible. Says that
0: God hates gay people, and and, and, the, and
1: they're just horrible and mean. Awful. I and can't even believe they
0: call themselves a church because that's just horrible. And
1: they they do it, you know. And it's this they have the same name as a denomination I grew up in. I don't think West it's Westboro
0: something Baptist Church or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, and I grew up in an American Baptist church, and mm-hmm. I don't, I can't see anybody in my church going picketing anything. I mean. It was a very loving right. um, fellowship, and I, I, you know, I'm kind of sad that they're using the same name that I grew up under. But, um, but yeah, they were talking about that. How that is so anti love. Jesus preached love, and yeah. they're but, but that's easily well. And you, you and I talked about this. Well, I said, could
0: you ever see Jesus with a picket sign? And you know what? The only time that he ever ranked on anyone.
1: Mm -hmm. or got mad or angry or
0: got angry or or rebuked people Mm -hmm. it wasn't to the normal everyday person
1: it wasn't to sinners it
0: wasn't even to people that were out there partying it up and having sex and doing all this you know what he you know what he got most upset with Mm -hmm. were the church people
1: the church people that were trying to make (laughs) money off of other people Yeah, he actually turned over the tables
0: in the temple and said my house will be a house of prayer not a den of thieves
1: and he called the religious people um whitewash sepulchres. In other religious words, whitewashed tombs, tombs that, that, were, were that were beautiful on the outside. That were full of, of
0: dead men's bones.
1: And rot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very rot.
0: so so that's definitely one of the cons is you can get caught up in mob mentality and actually do things that are way wrong because of the big excitement of the big group. And mm-hmm. that, that happens not just in churches. That happens in any time. There's a big number of people. Um, how about this? Power in numbers, or excuse me, I'm not saying power in numbers. What am I saying? Well, uh, yeah, you do have that, but uh, exclusivity and judging—that mm-hmm. can be a real con. Thinking
1: that you have a corner, have on, a corner on the, the market, truth, that you have the
0: whole and, truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. And when and in reality, when in reality, wrong? yeah, when in reality, um, we may know the truth that Jesus has said, mm-hmm. but everybody makes mistakes, and nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And and so there's that's a con of organized religion. They can, there can be groups of people that say, well, we have the corner on it, and, and everybody know, like, else is wrong.
1: Like James Jones or what it, Jim like Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no
0: I mean, so there's churches that think yeah. that too. We've been we've gone to them before, mm-hmm. and we've heard the pastors say, well, you know, th- these people don't have this revelation, but we do. They
1: might get to heaven, but they'll be standing at the door of the wedding supper of the Lamb. Right, and and that's us and I'll, I'll just be honest
0: like, with you, that's yeah. a bunch of crap. When you hear something like that, run. Yeah. Run! Do not walk. Run away. Mm-hmm. Run away. Okay. How about this? Another con is uh, sometimes organized religion can be very inward-growing. In other words, mm-hmm. there they can you can get so exclusive that you don't you don't um, you're not really being effective in the world. You're you're just kind of ingrown. There
1: to bless each other, but not care about the yeah. lost and hurting. Yeah. And,
0: um, um, it can also be a place where it, you're empowering um, abusive people to abuse others. Mm-hmm. And organized religion can be like that sometimes. And then last but not least, um, one of the cons is that you can lose focus on what really is important in order to support the church system. In other words, too, sometimes we can get so focused on the decorations and the building and the and the programs that we have running that we forget about the whole reason that the building was ever there to begin with. And that was mm-hmm. to to have a place where people could come and worship God. Yeah. Interesting though that if you look mm-hmm. at the Bible, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and that that human beings are, yeah. and that God was actually even though the people of Israel, um, you know, would build temple, you know, build the temple, and, and there would be a place for the dwelling place for God. The whole reason Jesus came was to split the curtain that that uh, that held the presence of God so that God could be involved in our lives again. Mm-hmm. And it's not about the building, it's about our heart. Our heart became the building that God wants to dwell in. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? And yet yeah. we've gone right back as a society, we went right back to building buildings so that people could come to that and say because I had one guy email me privately and he said I just feel so bad. I'm just an awful Christian because I don't I don't have a church to go to and I'm just I'm so condemn because i don't go to church and i said dude do you love god yeah you know we talked back and forth for a while and i realized that he was just really uptight Mm -hmm. because he really felt like if he didn't go to church he was sinning Mm -hmm. and and i tried to explain to him that he just needed to find a group of people that he could worship god with you know and and Mm -hmm. that would solve that and help that and and uh that was just a real revelation to him Mm -hmm. so i just think that's really really interesting so here's the balance Um, Organized religion exists, or it should exist, to enhance our faith. It should not be to replace our faith. Mm -hmm. Faith is believing in God and what Jesus has done for us. Religion is a system in which we, as mankind, try to box God into four walls and please him and feel better about ourselves as a result. You just got words with friends.
1: I closed it. I'm sorry. It's happened like three times.
0: (laughs) But, okay, so so, if we were to view the church as what the Bible says, we would have a very different model to experience. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that I think we're going to go that way more as time goes on. Um, for one thing, we wouldn't have denominations, because there's nothing about denominations in the Bible. Um, you either believed in God or you didn't. Mm-hmm. There wasn't... Uh, The Baptists or the Presbyterians or the Methodists or the Mm -hmm. Lutherans or the, you know, Pentecostals. And that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. You either believed in God or you didn't. You had a relationship with him or you didn't.
4: You were
1: followers of Jesus. Of of the
0: way, they called it at that time. So um, any person that believes in God and has put their faith in Christ's sacrifice on the cross is part of the biblical church. So... As you're reading the Bible, keep that in mind. The Western um, organization of religions and things like that have really used the term in in a wrong way. The four-walled church should really be called the meeting place Mm -hmm. or a get-together like the temple was. That's really more appropriate to say, well, we're getting together. Like like the church that we go to, they call it a g- gathering together. The The meeting is at this. They don't call it mm-hmm. the, the the church service. They don't call it, you know, it, it's more of a, a meeting together because that's the idea that they, the concept they have mm-hmm. is it's more community than it is the church service. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how, how, you know, that's how they believe. And, and that's really how I believe too. So um, I think that's just really important. Here's some signs. That you might want to look for to make sure that, um, how do you put it? Um, that, that things are going well in, if you go to an organized religion, or even if you don't, if you're involved in an organization or something like that, here's some signs that you, that we should have seen Mm -hmm. that now that we've been on, 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 we're on the other side of it, we should have seen these things. Keep your eyes open and your heart open and listen to God. Here are the signs we should have seen. Um. How does the person in charge treat other people?
1: And not just from the pulpit. Not just from the pulpit. In (laughs) fact,
0: if you can, observe them in different situations.
1: In the community, how they treat their wife and kids and And their brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah. Do they accept gifts, accolades, and people waiting on their every needs? I remember going to this meeting behind the scenes of this big church, big Mm -hmm. church, like 3,500 people. And I get in, and the 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 guy that was in charge, the senior pastor, walks in, and I, literally the whole staff just started waiting on him hand and foot. One of them went and got his coffee, got it just the way he wanted it. Other person put his notebook on the table for him, another person took his coat. And, and I just sat there and went, dude, that is not how that should go. I mean, come on. It was like a rock star walking in the building. Yeah.
1: That was really sad.
0: Um how so about much this
1: for humble leadership? <laughs>
0: Can you disagree with them without getting chastised or or uh, run run out? Are you able to say no? I had a pastor one time that said to me, "Literally, Amy, this is amazing." Yeah. He said, "I do not want you to tell me no. Ever." Ever. And yeah. I just looked at him like, "Uh, see, we should all as human beings Respect one another. I don't care if you're Christian or not. You should respect other human beings. And if you are going to cross somebody's boundary, they mm-hmm. should. Al- you should always have the right to say, "No, that makes me uncomfortable. I can't do that, or I won't do that." And you should mm-hmm. lay off. You should not see anything else as abuse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I understand if somebody's being lazy and they need yeah. to have their job expectations. I-, I understand that, but you should never be you should never be involved in a in an organization that has someone that says you can't say no to me i basically what I say goes, and you don't have any say in it. That's not a good place to be, yeah, and you should look for those warning signs um what was it? There's a couple more of them that's really important. If all the emphasis is always on money and mm-hmm. not on worshipping God, then you should probably look at that carefully because mm-hmm. we live in a time when people are just real greedy, yeah. and trust me on this one. Oh, trust me on this one. I've seen what somebody can do with a big budget, and it's not very pretty. And oh, that's Stripey playing the piano for us. Do you like that? Thank yeah, you, Stripe. That it was great.
1: Sounded like scary horror music. Though, I know,
0: I know. Um, and so, those are some of the things that um, that you might want to look around. And you know, do they belittle? Do the leader? Does the leadership belittle others or put them in different classifications? Or how do they talk about others when they aren't there?
1: You know, and that's one thing that the Bible was pretty clear about, and this would be something I would look for. Part of the reason why we, in the last couple of years, have attended the fellowships we have is because they're inviting to all people. What do you people, mean by fellowships? Well, like groups of believers okay. that we've been going to, okay. is that they have the policy that they are welcome anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bible was really clear that it is so wrong to have preferential treatment. It, it mm-hmm. talked about the two men coming to a, um, a gathering of believers, mm-hmm. and one person was richly dressed, and they gave him really good treatment, and yep. another real poor person came in in rags, and they ignored him. Yep. And I would say if you go <coughs> somewhere and... And they are just really like, oh, hi, how are you? To someone dressed up really nice and, you know, has a big mm-hmm. business. And then they ignore the street person that comes in. Mm-hmm. That I've seen that. We've seen it. But we
0: actually, it wasn't too long ago that we were at a church service that um, a guy came in off the streets, mm-hmm. smelled funny and everything. And he walked right up and you could tell he wanted to be friendly, but mm-hmm. everybody just would turn away from him. And I went right up to him. I saw him. I said, well, I'm going to go up and talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I went, Hey, how are you? And he looked at me like, what? You know, like you're really mm-hmm. going to talk to me? And I said, mm-hmm. sure. You know, and I sat there and talked with him. Now he, it wasn't pl- the most pleasant thing in the world. He did smell pretty bad. And, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really socially that great at talking to me, but you know what? I believe this with all my heart. I believe that he is a human being mm-hmm. and he deserved to be talked to and loved on that morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just think that's that but that's me. That's kind of been me from the very beginning when I came to God because I realized that every person should get a chance to know him and mm-hmm. that we should treat people with love and respect. That's why I did homeless ministry for so long. Mm-hmm. And and why I was involved in and and when those opportunities come up to be kind to a stranger, I, I like to do that because mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we represent God in a way that is is kind.
1: And not just to people who can send big checks to the church. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just kinda,
0: uh. So okay, so we're out of time.
1: Yeah, we we really didn't even really get to.
0: There were so many good comments. I wish there people were go a lot to read of, them. Please,
1: please try to go read. It was they um you posted this originally. Oh, I just was there and a while I back. Lost it. Um yeah, it was like.
0: It doesn't matter when yeah. I posted it. You have what to scroll
1: down a little bit on yeah on Rick's. Profile page. <coughs> I no,
0: hope probably. we did a fair and balanced view of things because I I, I really think our conclusion should be that, um, you know, organized religion can have its good points mm-hmm. and it can have its bad points. And I also think it's important to let everybody know that that church attendance does not equal your relationship with God. Church attendance should be an enhancement of your personal relationship and walk with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to emphasize that. I also think it's important that that if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a good church in your area, because there's a lot of people that don't, mm-hmm. um, don't discount everybody that goes to church. Don't discount the churches. Mm-hmm. But look for a, a small group of people that believe in mm-hmm. God. And get together with them, talk about the Bible, what you're learning and reading, and well, and pray and for one another, and and uh, you know. There's that, other good
1: ways to get Christian encouragement too. There's like women's there's podcasts, treat, Christian concerts, yeah. Christian radio, um, f- Christian forums um, that you can get to know people. And um, I used for a couple years straight. I listened to the Daily Audio Bible, which mm-hmm. had. They went through the whole Bible in a year. You can and they... find that
0: on iTunes for free.
1: Uh huh. And they and they have their own like forum where there's like prayer and worship music going on 24 hours a day that you can click on. And there's oh, and a forum you... you can ask questions Adam, and the talk fir- to other. The Christians first person and... that
0: emails us, nobody email, nobody won the contest because they didn't email us. Oh. So we'll just say it right now. First person. Okay. To email us, Rick at takenwithyou wins the Message Bible on MP3.
1: Yeah, and it's cool. The message it Bible is, cool. is really fun to listen to.
0: So anyway, I hope we did a, a balanced and uh thorough job of of talking about the pros and cons of organized religion. And and if you if you got anything out of it at all, um, is that uh we all live on the same planet and <laughs> and and we hope that um well we just hope that that you understand that a relationship with God is mo- most important mm-hmm. than anything else. And the way that we know, I mean, the way that we have seen in the Bible that you can have a relationship with God is to simply ask Christ, Jesus, to come into your heart. Mm -hmm. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the boss, he's Mm -hmm. the man, Mm -hmm. and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's that word saved Mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about in our fundamentals of what it means to be a believer Mm -hmm. uh, in boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is boss and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that makes you right before God. Mm-hmm. And f- everything after that is just purely frosting and enhancement. Mm-hmm. That's when you begin a relationship with God. So I we just encourage people listening. It, yeah, it's not, gross. a. it's not like you have to fall on your face and, and scream out to God or any, I mean, some people do that, but it yeah. really is, it's up to you to make things right with God. And we, we just simply the way I did it is, I said, "Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for me. Uh, I and from this day forward, I want you to run my life. I give you permission to help me out. And uh, I believe that you that you died and and went to hell in my place, and that you rose again. And I just I want to serve you. So, if you're real, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And as a result of it, my life changed completely. And I know you said a prayer, not exactly like that, but uh, you put your faith in Christ at
1: four years old. Yeah." I, I remember when I got a little older, hearing a verse that's quoted a lot from the book of Revelation, um, chapter 3. And it it's Jesus talking. He said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open the door, he'll come in and hang out with us. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Because um, I learned it in King James, so I'm trying to put yeah. it in... You know, yeah. he'll come in and, and spend time with us to live yeah. in our heart. And that was a verse when I was about nine, I think, eight or nine, that I just really clung on to. Because, you know, when I was a kid, like I pray every night, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and come right. into my heart. Right. And, you know, because right. that's the way I was raised. And and um, but but when I finally heard that verse, it just really made sense to me. And, you know, that really helped.
0: Very cool. Well, why don't we do this right now? I've got a song that I want to do, um, but let's pray. Okay. And then I'll put the song on, and then it'll just close out the podcast. All right. Okay? Lord, we really just want to know you first before anything, before we go to church, before we don't go to church, whatever. Lord, we want to know you. So right now, God, I'm just praying for every single person that's listening to this podcast that you would just touch their heart and open them up to everything that you've created them for. I pray, Lord, that people wouldn't be condemned because they don't go to church, and I pray that they wouldn't be all high and mighty because they do. I just pray, God, that we would know you, and as a result of that, our behavior would follow suit. So I just I just thank you, God, that you care about us and you love us, and I just, I'm praying that uh, every person within the sound of my voice would know you beyond the shadow of a doubt. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us, we thank you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay.
1: All right. So what's your song? Uh,
0: I love this song. This is such a great song. It's called Beautiful Day. It's a U2 song.
1: Again, U2. I like but that But it's not song.
0: U2 that's playing it. Oh, really? Yeah. This I is really? uh, a band called... Uh, what's the band, Andrew? Do you remember?
1: The one that does Beautiful Day. Yeah. Well, I, uh,
0: Sanctus Real is the name of them. Sanctus Real. You can find them on okay. iTunes. And this is uh, their cover. Of It's a Beautiful Day. Uh, You've been listening to the Take Him With You podcast. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. It's a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Thanks everybody. Next week we interview Alan Joyce. It's going to be fun. Called That's What Friends Are For. Enjoy the song and we will see you next week give us an email would you it's rick at taken or amy at taken is yeah it's amy isn't it amy at take him yeah it is yeah <laughs> um you can of course visit us on That's facebook me. uh just go to take him with you.com hey if you want to throw in a donation this uh this week it would be really appreciated uh we've got some financial situations going on and we could really use the help so if you get a chance to do that do that god bless have a great day see you next week
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what i'm supposed to say but have a have a great week everybody
5: Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, M.A.S.H. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com The Treks
2: in Sci-Fi Podcast Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis.
5: Captain of the USS Enterprise.
2: Smoky religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host, Rico, at treksinsci-fi.com.
1: Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast.
5: Podcast, good boy. That is
3: pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast.
0: Anomaly: something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity.
4: I'm Jen. And I'm Angela.
1: And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly, the podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com.
2: Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Hello, my name is Meds, And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky
0: TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999?
2: Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast.
3: Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honored if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.
5: Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild.
1: We're not like your typical fan podcasts.
5: Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set.
1: We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild.
5: We keep you up to date on general Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew.
1: So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com.